Hello, welcome to the Full Stack Beauty Podcast, where we talk about all things beauty, tech, mom, and more. I'm your co-host, Sarah, here with Sabrina. Hi. In today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about the multifaceted role of modern mothers, let's just say modern moms, and how modern moms also run businesses at the same time. So this is our third episode now. Mm-hmm. You feel like you got a hang of it? Um, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I think this is a really good segue into why we decided to have a podcast. Yeah. I don't know if you recall, but we, I mean, you recall, we had a, we did a webinar on um, juggling motherhood and being entrepreneurs and in beauty and tech. And that was um, the like, the highest like email open rate that we had had. And there was like a lot of really great feedback about it. And we started thinking, oh, people care about what we say, Um, you know, especially at that intersection of being a mom and having a business. And so I think it dovetails really nicely into what we're going to talk about today. So, um, okay, as a background, I'm a newish mom. I have one daughter who's two years and three months named Harley. Sabrina, you have a few more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I have, I'm a mom of three. So I have uh, a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and a two-year-old. And so I have um, Noah, Enzo, and Isla. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, um, but one of our first times that we hung out I was like do you want to come over my house we're having a play date yeah yeah it was actually um that you know it was like one of the conferences where we finally started to connect and there's there was Mm -hmm. like a like a connection and uh, you know we both kind of saw an opportunity for us to like try to talk a little bit more offline and then you already had planned a play date Mm -hmm. with you know, actually some other peers of yours and their kids. Yes. It was one one of my clients and their daughter who was in town. Very strategic of you. I feel like it's such a smart play date, like planning, like that way, you know, cause as moms, we always feel like, oh, we either have to choose one or the other. And so for you to be able to say, Hey, like come with your kids and let's just like hang and talk. Yeah. But I think it's great because you learn a lot about a person through, you know, being with their children they're like very vulnerable they're real yeah and it kind of opens you up to like immediate trust I feel like definitely I feel like once you are vulnerable as a mom in front of another mom mm-hmm. in the same industry you have a different connection right because Absolutely. like it's so true and it also it's almost like a like a a test or something just to be able to be like okay I can connect with this person on a mom level mm-hmm. then like even, you know, whatever the challenges could be on the business side, we can like work through it because I you've so. like seen each other in that side, in that light. And I think that that's like a, probably a great superpower that you have to be able to unleash on other, you know, yeah. Other moms yeah. Yeah. And I think that so much of relationships, business relationships are about trust. Like if you have high trust, you can shortcut a lot of things. Yeah. And, um, it's easier to build that trust when you have this thing in common, which is like you're raising families and we're all, you know, type a, you know, we're not, we're like super involved with our yeah. kids and we have a lot of thoughts about it. And so I think it gives us more things to talk about. 
you know, like when we were growing up, like our dads or like mm -hmm. the idea of dads would go like golfing with their right, business right. partners. And mm -hmm. that's where the business deals got mm -hmm. done <laughs> in our world. It's like hang out as moms yes. because it's kind of true when you're like in the thick of it in mom world and like un unexpectedly your kids having a tantrum or, <clears throat> or not, it's just like you're raw and you're yeah. able to like, okay. And there's no separation. That's where the deals get done, ladies. <laughs> On the mom play dates. Absolutely. Yeah. So I feel like maybe the first question we could kind of mm -hmm. just, in, you know, we all have quote unquote nine to fives in our worlds. Mm -hmm. So maybe a, an, an intro could be like, what does your five to nine look like after your nine to five? Um, great question. So my husband and I alternate picking up my daughter from preschool. And so uh, we'll pick her up at four. And then um, we come home. Um, sometimes if she's not too tired, there may be like a playground stop or like on, you know, on, on special treat days, we'll, we'll stop by and, you know, get her ice cream. I did that for her first day of preschool. And then it's, it's, it's dinner, it's bath, it's, uh, you know, some playtime, story time. Then there, then she goes to bed now like 7.38. And then I'll tell you, I'm right behind her. I'm washing up and I'm just hitting, I'm just emotionally and physically exhausted from the day. So yeah. I definitely feel like um, it's such a stark contrast from my life in New York where I was out every night and um, just, you know, socializing all the time. And now primarily my five to nine is at home. How about yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, it ba basically it's the same hat. It's just gnarly that you basically work a full day and then the, as soon as you get home, you're basically on again yeah. and you're on again for the next few hours, just a different hat in that role. And, uh, so yeah, it's like, it's just juggling that I come home and it's all the kids, if you know, they're home or if they're still finishing up their dinner or activities, it's like, ah, mom, this, yeah. guess what? See this. And a little bit of crying sometimes a little bit of, you know, great hugs, but it's, it's the transitional stuff. So it's dinner, bath time, bedtime. Um, do you have to wash all three? <laughs> I try honestly I really try and hope that my nanny helps with that before mm -hmm. I get home I do this you know leading suggested uh, mm -hmm. questions around are they are they washed <laughs> so then I'll walk in the door otherwise I'll just stay outside no I'm just kidding um but I have considered that sometimes yeah no it's 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 challenging what, what it is what actually is fun when you have multiple children is that you could actually stick them all in the shower together oh okay and, they, and so you kind of it's actually great because it gives you a nice 15 20 minutes of reprieve because if they are just playing mm -hmm. in the in a in a contained space that's safe you feel like okay you can like clean up like yeah. get the pajamas together and get all that stuff um it's on. I mean, same one right behind you. Like, I feel like right once they're like bedtime's done, which is like 738, I'm kind of just like, oh my God, beat. Mm -hmm. So I, I prefer to just kind of like wind down, chill, and then try to get ready for bed. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, have some time of connection with my husband and then get ready for bed because to go, like, even though like I have a lot more work to do, it's, it's tough to like get back on work mode. Cause it just, my mm -hmm. brain's fried. No, I can't. I, it's so funny because if I, if I send a Slack after 8 p.m., people are like, what's going yeah. on? Like, they go, But sometimes like when people are like working still at that four o'clock, mm -hmm. you know, like when you have to do pickup or something like that, like I same, I kind of catch up at the end, send out my responses yeah. and then call it a night. Um, I, I think the good, a good thing could be like I've, I've seen this with another um, another email from another colleague where she's like, 
I work all hours because mm-hmm. I'm a mom. And yeah. so don't like just excuse the timing. Don't worry about it. But like, I'm just trying to get to where when I can respond. And I feel like I've done that also with my team. I was like, sometimes I email at like 5 a.m. because mm-hmm. I wake up early. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll, you know, do it late at night because that's what I'm catching up. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to be on too. I just, that's what I'm getting back to you. Yeah. Um, and you have team members in all different time zones. Um, I did, but now actually we're all on the East Coast. Okay. So yeah. that's helpful. That, that definitely helps. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing I was going to say is when you meet somebody that's a mom and you learn a lot about them of like how they parent. <laughs> uh-huh. I am bringing this up because, uh, well, I'm a new mom, so I'm just learning everything. But, um, you know, I, when you were telling me about your son's school. I know where this is going. Yes. And I just, I think it's like, it's, you start to see, oh, okay, this is the, the type of parent they are. And, um, it's very, I think it's telling about like someone's personality. So no, it's true. I mean, like as a mom, like I, you know, I, I'm an an Indian immigrant, you know, my parents moved us from East Africa to the States because primarily because they wanted like, you know, better opportunity for me and my brother. So it was education was something that was very seriously taken. There was no messing around with like what school was. So I felt like I was you know, at a very, you know, and I, rightfully so it was, our, you know, I get it. It wasn't that I felt pressure to do yeah. it, but I also like, that was like, there was no, um, there was no creative freedom of like exploring different interests. So when I became a mom and it was time for thinking for school, I just like, I don't know. I really resisted like going back to that like mm-hmm. format right away. And I just wanted to play with something that was completely opposite. <laughs> and I totally did it. Like, so my, um, both, you know, my older, my older two have been going to a program. Um, it's, it's, you know, there, it's called Miami nature school mm-hmm. and it's at a farm in, <laughs> um, in, in the city. And I, we live in Miami, so it's not like I live, you know, yeah. not in a big city. Um, but it's at a farm with, you know, goats and chickens and they learn outside and it's, you know, very unstructured free play. Really thinking about it, it's like a forest school. Yeah. Like they have them in the Northeast. It's just Miami. You, you don't have like the forest. Cause, it's like a farm you know, school. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, I think like the style of it is really like play-based. I really wanted to have them learn from playing and, and, um, and it's something that is really different and hard for like my parents and my in-laws to like be comfortable with when they're dropping the kids off. But, you know, I love it. I think that like, it's, it's taught me to like, let control go a little bit. I know probably eventually I'll change paths. Uh, and I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to transition that and uh, start to like work on that transition. But yeah, that was funny when I was explaining it to Mm -hmm. you. And I was like, like, yeah, where are the desks? I was like, there's no desk. They yeah. just learn outside. Mm-hmm. Like all, like they're, they don't know what it means to go to a school with four walls and, yeah. and chairs yet. And no, I thought it, it was, but your reasoning behind it, I think also allowed to get me, allowed me to get to know you better. Um, I feel like I'm like the opposite where like my uh, daughter, she goes to Montessori preschool. So it's not completely unstructured. And I feel like it's, it's more, I think, um, play and like you know child-led than the traditional but at the same time like my um, parents were very educated and then they didn't really um, I don't know I don't they didn't really like emphasize education or like really like the interest in our um, educational path or um, you talk about feelings 
And I felt like I could have accomplished more in life if they had like believed in more, me more like academically. And I feel like for me, Montessori was like a good combination of like, um, yes, letting them be creative and like understanding their feelings and yeah. being sensitive to that, but also, um, you know, believing that they can accomplish, you know, yeah. at different levels. Like they don't, um, with Montessori, they don't, um, predetermined that your child is only capable of so much because they're like a certain age. So they kind of like, yeah, they like, they, they grow yeah. with them, right. They adapt the curriculum. And I think that like, that's something that kind of transfers into our business roles. Yeah. Like we feel like we have these preconceived notions of how you should build a business, mm -hmm. you know, before I even had kids. I, I, and I was, you know, I had started clear for me after I had my first, but it just, you know, even before I had a kid, like, should I even have a kid? Because I don't have like, you know, my next part of my career figured out yet. I mean, was onto something, but I didn't have it figured out. And it's so stressful. And then you feel like it should grow. It should be at a certain stage before you even have kids. Then when you grow the business, it needs to be what you think the business should be. And you really have to take each business and each journey as a mom and, you know, your journey with each kid, like separately and individually and personalize it and just let go of what you think it should look like and roll with the punches. And that's something that I never thought like I didn't really know that th those were the decisions I was going to yeah. make, but I feel like that's something that definitely helps transfer into the. And I think you did like I yeah. feel like that is kind of how you run clear for me. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like I think there's a lot of ways that our business is very non-traditional mm -hmm. startup beauty tech company. Yeah. I mean, you have desks, but we have desks. Yeah, uh, you're right. That's that's different. We're in, we're in four <laughs> walls. Um, that's for sure. But I, I agree. I think that being able to be flexible, um, and it's not to say that I'm the most flexible person, but it does like being able to be used to being pushed out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Like, I think there's a great quote of like, or a great kind of mantra, like be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, that's what mom, that's like when you become a mom, that's like your everyday. Like you, once, as soon as you figure something out, something else happens and you're just like oh my god like really like and it just throws there's curveballs all the time and things that you plan for things you don't and like from every different angle mm -hmm. and it's such a good lesson even though it's really annoying um i think that goes really well into um the question i don't know if you've already answered it how motherhood has shaped your approach to running a business yeah I mean, I guess the only thing I would add is like when I had my second kid, I was so surprised at how different my kid was mm -hmm. from my first kid. It's the same DNA, yeah. like, you know, um, relatively the same foods I ate and like all of that. But you realize each kid is very different and has really different needs. So I think that having that experience in front of me that even if they are going towards the same aspirational goals of being successful humans from children, like. I think about that with my team. Sometimes I hire people in the same, in similar positions of customer success or our product team or ingredient analyst team, and they are different they have different needs. Like, and so you have to think about that running the team. And I feel like that has helped approach, that's helped shape my approach to at least running my team. Yeah. It's how I run my kids. <laughs> it sounds funny. What about you? How do you think it's shaped the way you, how has motherhood shaped the way you run landing? Yeah, I mean, I had I, I had landing for a long time. Like it was really my first child. So I think um landing was seven years old when I had Harley. 
And so my pre and post Carly is out of the toddler stage. Yes, it's out of it's like now becoming a, a teenager. Um, but um, I think you know I spent a, a big part of my working career in New York, as as did you, and the culture there, uh, especially pre COVID, was you just work, you know, and you don't complain about work, and you work all hours. And if people did have kids, it almost felt like you kind of hid it. You didn't talk about your kids. Like we didn't yeah. know if you had kids. Um, and so I, you know, I did a ton of travel for landing in my, um, you know, previous to having a child. And now obviously that's like been limited. I think that um, it's made me a lot more empathetic to my team, to partners, because you know, not just kids, but a lot of people are like caregivers to like aging parents or people in their family. And a lot of things come up during the course of the day. And um, this idea that, you know, from nine to five, you're a hundred percent dedicated to work and then life happens outside of that. Like that's just kind of gone, um, you know, to the gutter, like with COVID. And yeah. so I think it's made me more empathetic to that. There's like a lot of circumstances that do come up. Um, it's very true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I have to say like, I, you know, going back to like the five to nine conversation, I have to leave my house because I need a physical separation of like where the chaos happens. Yeah. Same. I can't, I can't be, it's so hard to work from home and like hear things that are happening in the, even, even if it's like downstairs, like the pitter patter, Mm -hmm. you, it's tough for me personally. I know some moms do it, but for me, like it's tough to shut off mom, like mom brain Mm -hmm. when you're also CEO brain. Right. And, CEO hat. Yeah. Um, so I have situations where, um, you know, if I have to be home for whatever reason, you know, Harley's sick or, um, I had a late call that day. And, um, I don't know if you've had these situations where you're like on a call with like, you know, like an investor or a partner and like your child just comes and sit on your lap. That has happened. <laughs> and you're like, kind of like mortified, but then you don't want to have to be like embarrassed about your children it's such a yeah I, I, the word I'm going to say is probably not allowed but it, it messes with you as especially for me like coming from the finance world like I tried so hard to always try to be treated equal because I didn't want to be like you know treated differently because I was the girl on the, the yeah. only girl trader on the floor or the only girl trader on my team and so like but at the same time I'm really proud that I have kids and I love them and yeah. I don't want to be embarrassed but like I I've you know it's such a it's it's weird and like I it did it did make me feel in that moment because it was it was literally yeah. that exact same scenario it was on investor call my son just came in and he's like asking me about something that was like you know something so random but he really needed an answer <laughs> and I was just like excuse me and I had to answer then he finally came in and then I and then I realized, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, this is my life. At least now I'm at a place where I feel confident enough to be like, if the person on the other end feels mm-hmm. like that is like not cool, then yeah. it's not cool that for me, then I don't want to work with you. Yeah. Like, and at least that's like a great, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a screener for us mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, for sure. Cause I've had, I mean, people like react in one of two ways. Like, you know, they will be like, oh, is that your daughter? Or they'll just get like really uncomfortable, like okay, this is like unprofessional behavior. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want to send the signal to my bo- to my daughter that like okay, work isn't more important, and now you have to like you know be quiet because you know I'm doing something that's like more yeah. important than you. Don't want to like shove a phone in her face so that she can you know, you know I can placate her. 
Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, like I do feel embarrassed sometimes, but then I also feel like, like you said, okay, if this is somebody who, um, doesn't want to work with me or thinks less of me because, um, I've shown, it is kind of like a vulnerability, right? Yeah, that's like true. That armor is gone. Then, you know, they're probably not the right partner for me anyway. So kind of coming to terms with that. It's also like, actually, you know, we, as like, when you're in a work world, like you're working on a goal, there's always like a little bit of like something that happens that makes you like get distracted, right? Something or, you know, mm -hmm. not to say it's, you know, but you have to be able to like focus, right? Laser yeah. focus. We've kind of talked about this, the tunnel vision. So just being able to deal with the challenges gracefully, you know, wherever they are, and then you get back to like back to work or, so I think that's actually. But when we see, yeah. you know, Hollywood depictions of, you know, like start tech, you know, start yeah, startup yeah. world and like Silicon Valley and they're just like all in like one room and they're like all nighters. And I feel like our experience is very different where, um, you know, we do have to create those boundaries yeah, um, because we have less time. Um, I think this was another question about if motherhood has like changed how you approach your work life. Yeah, 100%. I feel like that's is such a good point because our my going you know the way I saw like people working around me in New York you know same thing like if you're not like just bending over backwards giving it like you know twenty four seven like you're not really you're not really gonna succeed yeah and then your boss won't like you and respect you and you're never gonna you know you're just it, it, you have to do that and you have to like at least give the appearance of it mm -hmm. too and it I feel like in that standpoint I think motherhood just like changes the way that I like I'm not gonna I'm just like drawing a line in the sand like, yeah I'm not gonna live like that mm -hmm. like I, I don't want to live like that it's not how I want to build this company and so I'm just gonna turn it off when I'm gonna turn it off and yeah that's okay well I think we had that luxury because we're we're this we're CEOs yeah. and I think that um we you know we I grapple with a lot of questions about like work-life flexibility and like what is like the yeah Right I mean, now. I think the flexibility piece is key. Like, I think having flexibility is really important. And I also think having clear boundaries around what the expectations are mm -hmm. for the team are really important. Yeah. And sometimes in my, I've made the mistake of conflating the two. And mm -hmm. like, that's been challenging because I want people to have flexibility where if um, they, you know, need to take care of something or it doesn't have to be mom world or it can mm -hmm. be personal or, you know, other yeah, caregiver totally. situations as we all have. But being able to have the flexibility, but it's also important that, Hey, for us, like when you are here, you're focused, right. And you're in, you know, whether you have a fully remote situation or in-person office situation, but I think having really clear definitions of boundaries, um, is, is key. Yeah. Okay. Switching it into the beauty world. Um, in what ways has being a mom provided you with unique insights into the beauty industry? Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's potentially a perk of being in an industry where there are a lot of females. Mm -hmm. Um, there's definitely the ability to just connect more with people, which yeah, the business, like we're in technology business. Yes. We're selling software and all that, but like we're, we're people business. Yeah. Like people are invest or, you know, choosing to be partners because they like us as people and we respect them as people. And then we deliver, of course. And so I think that being a mom has definitely helped me access that way to connect with other people, whether if they're a mom or not, but just 
sharing, just being able to understand what's going on. Like what, yeah. what are they up to outside of just like, what are your goals for the, for the business this year yeah. or this quarter? And so I think it's given me a way to be able to just build that connection in the people relationship of the business. What about you? Um, I guess on two fronts, like one, you know, before being pregnant, I didn't have limitations in terms of like what I would use. And I didn't mm -hmm. really think about ingredients, but definitely when I was pregnant, I wanted to like avoid some certain ingredients. And um, then with my daughter, I'm very like aware of like what, you know, I apply on her. And I think it's given me like insight into like different consumers and like the needs of the people that we're working with. And like you said, we work in the beauty industry where a lot of the customers are women. A lot of the people who work in beauty are women, like buyers are women. Um, so I think understanding the customer um, and being in those shoes in a new pair of shoes uh, gives me an advantage. And um, sometimes people feel that I am not very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't, I don't know. It's like, I, I have that Asian um, thing. And so I do bring Harley al along in like my store visits or if I'm like um, you, in different scenarios and people, I think, see me as friendlier or there's something like kind of uh, more open about me. Like I have tons of videos of her, like in different retailers, you know, um, walking around and, and shopping. And so that's so kinda... cute. And also like so empowering for her, like, being able to see her mom in, <laughs> and I know it's so she's young, but yeah. I, I, I do think those things are important because it creates, yeah, I, I think it's beautiful that you do that. And it's very vulnerable of you to bring that because you're subjecting yourself mm -hmm. to that really vulnerable state with people you're trying to build relationships with. And you're, you know, you're coming from, you're trying to implement something, you're trying to move something forward. So I yeah. think that's, that's really cool that you do that. I don't know how you felt, but like when growing up, I had no idea what my mom or my dad did. I didn't know what their office looked like. I don't know how they spent their day. I don't know who they work with. And I feel like at least Harley will know like, oh, when my mom is not here, this is what she's doing. Yeah. Um, and these are the people she's like spending yeah. time with. So I think that's kind of cool for me. Yeah. I, I like that. I th I do that with my sons. Like we do like morning stand up every day with our team. <laughs> I had to like move our stand up so I could accommodate school drop off. Yeah. So I was like, hey, as a company, let's adjust it back 15 minutes but you know that's mom life yeah. and um and so sometimes yeah when they've been home and they just like I'm like guys I'm gonna take this call and they're you know they you know they're like hey and I'm yeah. like on my headphones and they think they're talking to everyone on the mm -hmm. team but yeah I agree I think it's nice to put faces to the names and just being able to meet people that they know that I work with so yeah. it's not just like going to this ether of work land that you know yes. they have never they have no idea what that looks like tangibly right you give them like a tangible kind of feel of it um our our kids are going to grow up thinking that work is just um people Sitting on, on screens. a computer yeah <laughs> so i guess shifting gears um how do you think you're like how has quality over quantity changed for you like from a mindset standpoint now that you're a mom mm -hmm. while you're running landing yeah, that's a good question because I definitely have less time yeah. and I don't want to, you know. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely just have like less time period and I definitely need to prioritize the things that um, I get involved with. Um, a lot of trips I won't do. I'll have team members do a lot of calls, you know, I won't be on. And um, I think you just need to like really prioritize where you like make the impact. Mm -hmm. And... And then being okay with that, because in the beginning, it's a little bit 
you're like used to being on all the calls or you're used to being involved in everything and just like trusting your team to like, okay, just like, let me know when I need to come in. And so I think that's been, I think that's been good and it's been helpful. Yeah. You know, for me, I was thinking about this was like, it's something that like, as a, as a CEO and as once, especially when you become a mom, there's a lot of mom guilt mm-hmm. and you're like, you're sometimes feeling mom guilt that you're not at home with the kids. And then sometimes you have mom guilt that you're not doing more stuff right. at work yeah. or you're missing the stuff. And so it's to your point, being able to really be intentional about what's most important. Um, so for me, travel as well is a big one. Like I now try that if I travel, I don't try to be away for more than two nights. Mm-hmm. Like you, this is, you know, it's very rare that I'll, I'll take a longer trip just because that way I, I can get, I don't have so much of a gap with coming back and being yeah. in the, being like in the mix with my kids, because when you feel like you're not in sync, that, that feels really challenging then. Um, so travels one, I think that like as a mom too, I, and as a CEO, I want to, I want to be at all the sales calls. Yeah. I want to do the, I want to do breakfast. I want to do drop off like to school. And I also want to do bath time and do some of those, ta- some of those things. So I think for me being intentional about the quality, yeah, like, is it really important for me to drop off the kids if I'm just doing a drive through? Like to me, does that really give me joy? Like, no, I can let that go. So I make sure I'm there for breakfast and then I can like leave with work at this, leave for work at the same time yeah. and let my nanny take the kids to school and, you know, figure that out. So same thing with just being able to be really intentional. So that way I don't necessarily have to do bath time, but I do like story time and bedtime because yeah. that's like when the kids are like the most engaging with me, especially yeah. my older ones. So it's a really beautiful time because I like somehow my son really opens up during that time. And so if I like don't wear myself out too thin, I pick like intentional quality moments to like kind of get the biggest bang for my buck. I love story time. My, um, my daughter is going through this daddy phase where she is always preferring him for everything, but story time, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's mama time. And I'm like convinced that like my husband will not make the sounds the way that I do. And he won't know the little, like, you know, um, action. And so I'm always like, no, 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 I, I got this. I got this. Yeah. 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 No, definitely gets territorial, but, um, I get that. Yeah. So <laughs> no matter what you always are number one, don't worry. No. I don't know. I, I heard it comes back around. I heard it comes around and she'll be yeah, a mama's down, girl, mommy's but... always the best. You got this. <laughs> okay. So I think this was a really great discussion. I hope that people, especially people who enjoyed the webinar, um, got, you know, a couple things out of this. Thank you for listening and let's share our quote for this month. Okay. So my quote for this was related to this topic and it's, it's a piece of advice I got right when I was like in the thick of like a newborn couple weeks old, just like, Oh my God, is he pooping enough? Is he enough? You know, is he eating enough? Like, is he growing enough? You just kind of like constantly like second guessing yourself. And sometimes you have something figured out and then like the next week, like something like a curveball. So something that the quote, my quote is, this too shall pass. And no, it's like, maybe it's a mantra. Yeah. But I love it because there's always things happening, sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes in between, and sometimes like really opposite ends of the extreme. And it's difficult. But just realizing that all of these things will pass. Yeah. Nothing is permanent. And everything will go through like a next phase. So you, it really helps in moments where it feels like there's a dumpster fire uh, to your point. 
that we talked about earlier um, is just that that could happen. And so this too shall pass has helped me a lot when I think about like, oh my God, this is just never going to end. But sometimes when something is good, like this also applies because you want to really savor those moments because it's going to also pass. Yeah. You got to take the time to like, to like celebrate that win and be with it. Yeah. Which is tough too. So weird that that's tough too. And it sucks and the sucks, the the stuff that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be with either. What's up with that? Um, Okay. So my quote is from Maya Angelou. Oh, you're going deep on this one. Oh, yeah. Maya Angelou via Oprah Winfrey, which is when when people show you who they are, believe them. And I think this kind of goes to our conversation about like when you have a gut feeling about somebody and you hire them or um, when, you know, you should fire somebody, but you don't. Um, And it relates to some of the things that uh, we're going to build together, which is about you know, I don't know, like there's a lot of AI right now on yeah. trying to get to know what they should buy. And I think the answer is really about, they've already told you what they want. And yeah. you really, you need, we need to get smarter about actually using that information to give them better things. And so it has a lot of layers for me. That's actually an awesome, like, uh, analogy to bring it to that to like the actual technology implications of what we're going to be doing yeah. you know what we're like building and putting out um and bringing to market so i love that like people do show you like yeah. listen to them listen exactly. to the people go live with them for a week maybe yes, no, just kidding <laughs> but like yeah people implicitly are showing you what they're doing with their time with their choices mm-hmm. the product yeah. choices that they make with the people they surround themselves with the team that they build Absolutely. you know the way they raise their kids. There's a lot of information out yeah. there. We just, you know, listen up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, the Full Stack Beauty Podcast. We really want to hear your feedback. So share, review, leave comment, tell us what you want more of, what you want less of. Um, but subscribe now and don't miss out on the conversations that matter. Thank you.